This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and both of my co-hosts are unbelievably busy with things in their life right now, so I'm just going to have to take a crack at this on my own tonight. We do have a big show tonight, though, because we had another caller to the show. We mentioned it last week. That's right. Someone besides Meredith. We're going to play the call and answer her tech question at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. But first, as we always do, let's get to the EdTech News of the Week. Our first story is from EdSurge, and it's an opinion piece entitled, Who You Know Matters, So Why Isn't EdTech Helping Students Build Social Capital? And if you're someone who really kind of follows how EdTech in general is really being used more as a way to sort of get accountability taken care of for schools and for districts and states, you know, this becomes a thing that if we're really trying to arm our students with the ability to be successful after school, we really need to start taking a look at how can we replace or how can we actually put into place ways for students to build connections, especially those in lower socioeconomic brackets. Uh, One of the ways that they really struggle is that it's hard for them to make the contacts and get the people to kind of help them succeed after school. And so, you know, this article really makes some assertions more about how um, sort of the way the policies are in public education is sort of, you know, forcing the hand even of ed tech companies to be more about, you know, assessment and accountability. Whereas, um, you know, their assertion is, and I, I kind of agree that, you know, of course, part of or a bigger part of certainly um, ed tech should be used to help build those connections um, across the state, across the country, across the world. And I know there's some teachers doing some really cool things with connecting to other classrooms uh, and having educational experiences, but definitely with something focused more on building connections that can help in the career after school. And I think that's something you should check out. Again, you can go to edtechweeklyshow.com and that'll be in the show notes. Our next story is from Xconomy and it reports that edtech startup Credly raised $2.5 million in a seed round. Um, for those of you not familiar with Credly, it's a, a, a site or a company that allows universities, employers, and other licensing agencies the ability to create electronic badges that represent anything that could be from an earned college degree or to a specific job st- skill that someone may have acquired. Um, it's they can display them in different places like LinkedIn. Uh, if people use that, I know people do because I always get those emails. I am I'm, I'm not trying to disparage anyone who uses LinkedIn because we just talked about connections and I guess that's a way that that can happen. But uh, it's just not something that I use. Maybe I should. Um, Facebook as well and um, other sites that you know employers might check when they're hiring someone. So it's a way for you to display some things that you've uh, achieved, some some badges that you've earned. Um, it's kind of a really cool concept. I mean, you know, a lot of these things, especially now as we're looking in sort of smaller micro degrees or whatever you want to call them in the online education world, uh, it's an interesting thing here that we're getting a company that's really working with other uh, universities and employers that's helping them create these and manage these digital badges or credentials for these skills. So definitely something to look into um, and definitely look at Credly if it's something that you're interested in, particularly with your institution or your company. Uh, I think it could be a pretty neat way and also a pretty useful way 
uh, especially through social media, of people recognizing the skills that you have without having to have a traditional resume type deal. And maybe these things will end up being in resumes at some point. Um, it's probably a good chance that that could happen. Uh, so let's move on now to our final story. And this is one from edu- educatorstechnology.com. And they're giving us some uh, good sort of ed tech tools for teachers that, are, that have been coming out. Um, and again, I suggest that you go ahead and go to this uh, site and check it out and look at this article. Uh, you can definitely, obviously, again, go to edtechweeklyshow.com and it'll be in my show notes. But you can also just search educators technology and uh, Google search that and you're going to find this. There's a couple interesting ones here. Um, Quill um, is, is an act, it has basically a bunch of activity packs that allows uh, students to have a more personalized sort of interactive learning experience with writing and grammar. Um, there's something called Younglish, which is a just basically a web tool, and it's good for especially ESL students. They can learn to pronounce um, English words and things like that. They simply type a word in the search box, and then it gives you um, a YouTube video, which the word is spoken by real people, which is kind of cool because then you could actually see people say the word. Um, in language acquisition, I feel like just hearing it sometimes um, it could be enhanced if you could see the person's face while they pronounce the word. Uh, so that's something to check out. Uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting, especially uh, building off last week with Meredith, there's something called CARD, and that's C-A-R-R-D. Um, it's a simple web tool that you can just make one-page sites, basically, and it helps you create portfolios. So you can pick a template, put in some text, put an image or video in there, and then you have your own little one-page sort of um portfolio. So I think that's a pretty neat one too. And then uh, like, just go ahead and search through and check some of these out. Um, It's given you a couple different ones. There's a mega seating plan. If you struggle with seating charts, that may be the option for you, but go ahead and check those out because I think you'll see something there that you might find interesting, or even if you just pass it along to your students um, and let them see if they might want to use any of these things. That's also something I think as an educator, we could just drop some of these, um, sources or some of these uh, different tools into our teaching and just say, hey, you may not use this even for this class, but you might want to check this out. Uh, Again, create that excitement for for learning and and, and just giving them some other options to do that. So I think that's a pretty good idea. Well, that's the end of our stories for the week, but we do, as teased in the beginning, finally have our second caller. It's the fourth call total. But um, this caller is asking for a little bit of tech advice. So let's listen to the call. Hey, Ed Tech Weekly. This is Daphne. I'm a first-time caller and a new listener. Excuse me. And I'm so excited um, that I learned about your podcast. So I have a question for you. I'm not an educator in the academic sense, but I do consider myself a nutrition and wellness educator. And I actually collaborate with a network called Happy Healthy Mamas that focuses on health and wellness. And my question is, what do you think the best platform is for hosting virtual meetings online? I am looking for something that has video and conferencing capabilities, something that we can do screen sharing with and have the ability to change presenters. Um, And it would be awesome to have the ability to even record our meetings. And, of course, I'd love it to be a free resource. I know that I'm asking for the moon, but I know that there are a lot of options out there. And so I'm just curious if you have any insight. 
Um, I have used Zoom and WebEx and GoToMeeting in the past, but is there a tool that your audience, your educators, or one that you've worked with that you prefer? So that's my question. I think in an era where we seem to be going more and more global, I think tools like this are so important. Um, so just curious if you guys have insights. Many, many thanks, EdTech. You guys are the best. Talk soon. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Daphne. That's awesome. Um, it's nice to have a new caller. Um, full disclosure, Daphne is a friend. Um, but again, Meredith was just a friend, and now she's a co-host. So you never know. People call in and uh, ask questions, interact with the show. And maybe if your dream is to be a co-host on EdTech Weekly someday with hard work and determination, you could be too, just like Meredith. Um, that number, 305-92-TECH2. 305-92-83242. That's the number to call. Again, questions uh, or sources or resources that you want to share, get in there and interact with the show. We love it. It makes us happy. It makes us feel like it's sort of worth doing. So let's get to Daphne's question, shall we? Um, first of all, I will open up the uh, edtechweekly.reddit.com and please post anything on there if you have some ideas for Daphne. Uh, just hit up edtechweekly.reddit.com and uh, share those sources, and I'll make sure that either we talk about them on next week's show or I get them directly to Daphne so that she can do what she needs to do. My advice, and listeners, if you think this is ridiculous, let me know. But my advice would be Google Hangouts. It is free, of course. It does have some limitations in terms of the number of people that can join the conference call or the video conference, but it's I think it's 10. So and you know, as long as you're under 10, you should be good. Um, you can do screen sharing. Um, you can have multiple people sort of present. You can have it set up to where, you know, the as your audio, it kind of switches the main person, or you can just choose a main person to be on there um, as the manager of that call. Um, the other cool thing about it is there's something called Hangouts on Air. And so what that means is if you link it to your YouTube account or create a YouTube account and link it to it, um, you're gonna be able to do some recording in Hangouts on Air. So basically what that means is you're live streaming this call and so if somebody has a link, they could watch it live or um, it'll record it and you can go ahead and trim the beginning and the end, do some video editing with it and share it through YouTube um, later on. So it's a pretty cool concept. Um, I have not personally done Hangouts on air yet, but you know that I, of course, will do anything to help you out. You have my personal phone number and give me a call and we can make it work okay thank you so much daphne for the call i appreciate you even just listening long enough to find out what the number was um, i know ed tech is not really your thing so it's really cool that you took the time to call the show we appreciate it so that is it for this episode of ed tech weekly episode 36 uh it's kind of crazy uh, we're getting close to a year's worth of EdTech Weekly shows, and uh, I'm pretty proud of that, and I'm pretty excited about what the future might bring as we keep getting more and more people interacting with the show. It's pretty cool. So our featured way to interact with the show as we talk about people interacting, we're going to go with edtechweekly at gmail.com. Uh, that's really the easiest way for so many of you, right? Um, if you don't have Twitter, if you don't uh, really understand Reddit, or you know, you're not into putting your voice out there, you don't want to call the number edtechweekly at gmail.com. I mean, you could even just email a link and not even say hey or anything. I mean, obviously, it would be cordial of you to say hey, but you don't have to. You could just give us a link or a resource in there. And again, 
my main goal here with this is just to share ed tech news and resources with teachers. So, um, or anyone really, but I'm assuming teachers probably would be the ones who want it. So interact with the show. It's simple. EdTechWeekly at gmail.com. And next week, I hope to have Meredith joining me. I let her off the hook this week because she's a busy woman. She's got a lot of stuff going on. As you heard in one of our calls, she just had a baby recently. And so, listen, we do the best we can here. And hopefully next week, we'll have someone else to join me on the show. So we will see you next week on EdTech Weekly.